What's up, Hume Lake? All right. Well, hey, I, I'm super excited. Uh, I get to share God's word with you all week long and attempt to not step off this stage because it's so close. Uh, let me tell you a little bit about myself. Um, again, my name is Chip. You can call me Pastor Chip. You can call me Tortilla Chip. You can call me Potato Chip. Uh, you could call me Chocolate Chip, Doritos, Frito-Lays, Maui Onion, I don't know, whatever you want. Do not, do not call me Buffalo Chip. Do you know what a Buffalo Chip is? You people from Exeter ought to know. It's poop, right? It's poop. All right, so don't call me Buffalo Chip, so that's no good. Um, hey, I... This is my favorite thing in the world to do. I have the privilege of getting to go around to camps all over the, na- uh, the nation and get to teach God's truth. And, but I will say, dude, I grew up at Hume Lake. Like, this is home for me. And so this, is, this place is special. This is where I gave my life to Christ when I was uh, 11 years old. And so this is a super special place for me. So I'm excited to be here with you. Uh, up on the screen, this is my family, just so that you get a little bit of background. Wait. Yeah, there they are. Okay. Huh? All right. So I have three boys. Uh, on the left, that's uh, Miles. He's 21. Oh, please pray for me. Uh, he's down at school at Masters University. And then uh, on the far right is my son, Ty. He's 19. He goes to Liberty University in Virginia. And then uh, the one next to him is Eli, and he's at Clovis High. Uh, he's going to be going out to a school in Ohio called Cedarville next year. And then in between them is my, the most beautiful woman in the world. That's my wife, Tara Jo. Everybody say, aw. Thank you. Now, as you can see, my boys get their good looks from me. That's right. You know why? Because their mother still has hers. Anyone? Okay. This is going to be a long week. All right. Good. All right. Now, here's the deal. Uh, Here's the deal. We have a lot, a lot to cover, and I want to say that uh, just raise a hand real fast. Don't make noise. Just raise your hand so I know. I mean, you can do a little like, woo, if you want to. But raise your hand if you're 11. Raise your hand if you're 11. I'm just trying to get a poll here. Okay, cool. Raise your hand if you're 12. Okay, hands down, hands down. 13. Okay, cool. Hands down. 14. Okay, 15. Okay. All right. Way over 15. All right, good. Woo! All right, good. Okay. Now, here's the deal. All right, here's the deal, is uh, we are going to spend a ton of time digging into God's Word. Now, what's cool is, is that you guys at this age are at the coolest age. And, and, and I, I know that, uh, especially if you're already in your teen years, like some of you guys are going like, Chip, I don't know if you, I know it's been a long time for you, you don't remember, but this is hard times. But you know what's really cool about this age is you're in the greatest discovery point of your life. Like, you guys don't realize this, but God is literally put into motion where your brain is physically changing. So sometimes you may realize, like, oh, man, like, I'm starting to think differently. That's because your brain literally is moving from this concrete way of thinking when you were a kid to this abstract way of thinking where you can understand things in a different way. And I love that all week we're going to look at this whole aspect of truth. And we're going to be looking through the book of John. So Biscuit talked about it. Uh, Buddy's rep, well, the other buddy, but this buddy is representing uh, John. And so we're going to be looking all through the book of John as we roll. Now, here's the deal, okay? Ordinarily, when we start in a book, we would start at the beginning. A very good place to start. Anyone? Anyone know what that's from? 
Sound of music. Okay, good. I like to bust in the song just every once in a while, so please forgive me. Okay, no big deal. But we're not going to start at the beginning of this one. So this is what I want, okay? Uh, Biscuit read our theme verse that comes from John 18, 37 to 38. And it finished with Pilate asking a question. Do you remember what it was? What is truth? Okay, good. So you got this. Now, the first person who can find John 8, 31 in your, you gotta, in your Bible, in your Bible, John 8, 31, find it and stand up. John 8, 31. John 8, 31. You got it? Are you sure? Okay, come up here, dude. All right, all right. All right, come up here. Yeah, come up on stage, man. This is your first time on stage? Yeah. Okay, good. What's your name? Uh, Logan. Logan? Yes. Everybody say, what's up, Logan? Okay. So... Logan, okay, Logan, read for me. You don't have a microphone, but read so everyone can hear. So listen, as loud as you can, uh, I want you to read John 8, 31 to 32. Okay, you got it? 1831, right? What? 8, 8. Oh, my goodness. Oh, that's all right. Bro, Logan, come on, man. That's all right. Hey, we love Logan. We love Logan. Okay, you ready? Okay, 8, 31 to 32. So 31, 30. Okay, shh, listen, 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 listen. To the Jews who had believed him, Jesus said, If you hold my teaching, you are really my disciples. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Whoa! Yeah! Logan! Now, Logan, I got a question to ask you while you're up here, okay? So uh, that finished with, and we, we, Pilate said, what is truth? And for you, Jesus said, uh, what was that last part? Can you say it again? And the truth will set you free. And the truth will set you free. The truth. So let me ask you a question, Logan. If, if I asked you to define the word truth, what would you say? What is truth? That's a good question. I, don't I know. I asked it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think? Just, you know. Like, you know, like something that you could stand upon, like. Okay. You know, base, base the thing off of. You yeah, know, something you can stand on, something you can base, you can believe it. Okay, that's good. Okay, I'll tell you what. Okay, if you've got an answer, raise your hand. Now, let me just tell you the way I work, okay, is, is I'll ask a question, and then you raise your hand, I'm going to point to you and say go, okay? So don't shout out answers, but if you raise your hand, and I'll point. So the question is, what is truth? Yes, go. The truth of God? Okay. Church answer, whatever. Okay, cool. Good job. No, that's good. That's good. We're going to get there. You're, just, you're beating me to the punch. All right, good. Uh, yes, in the blue. Go. Honesty. Okay. What is truth in the hat? Go. The opposite of lying. You think that's good? Yeah. Okay. Uh, in the NASA shirt. Go. What? God. Okay. Good. Okay. Last one in the brownish. Yeah. You. Yeah. Oh, the truth is something you can believe in no matter what. Okay. That's good. Uh, so Logan, out of all the people that gave an answer, who do you think gave the best answer out there? Yeah, she did good. Oh, that's a good answer. Okay, good. All right. I tell you what, you get to reward her. Throw her those Sour Patch Kids. Just chuck them out. Right to her. Right to her. Oh. All right, Logan. Good job. Take your Bible down with you. Let's give Logan a big high five or a big round of applause. All right. So. I know. I know. I know. I know. All right. So here's the deal. 
Okay, so like I said, you all are at this age where you're starting to learn and understand things in a new, new way. See, when you were kids, back when you were little, right, uh, you would hear something and you would determine truth. You would determine truth just because someone told you that it was true, right? And I remember when I was a kid, I had this Uncle Rudy, and my Uncle Rudy told me that cooked carrots were poisonous. I know, right? But because he was an adult in my life, I believed him. Y'all, I am not kidding with this. I got married when I was 22 years old. My wife, one of the first nights that we were married, made cooked carrots. And I said, dear, I can't eat those. Those are poisonous. I still believed that they were poisonous because I had been taught that as a kid. See, that's the way it works a lot of times when we're kids. But as we get older, we start to understand at a deeper level what truth is. Let me take you down the rabbit hole a little bit deeper than that, all right? Truth, we kind of got this in our answers, is what is real, what is actual, what is fact. But here's the deal. Basic truth can be changed. So, like, I have this blank piece of paper right here, and if I draw on it, then the truth of what this paper is changes. See, truth can change. Do we understand that? However, there is a kind of truth that never changes, and Biscuit alluded to it. It's called absolute truth. Say that with me. One, two, three. Absolute truth. Absolute truth, however, is something that is true at all times. It never changes. Absolute truth is a fact, is truth that cannot be changed. It always has been. It always will be. It's absolute truth. Let me give you an example of this and see if I can kind of help you all to understand this, okay? Uh, this is, anybody play disc golf? Okay, cool. Uh, I, I love disc golf. I play all the time. Anyway, okay, let's not think of it as a disc, though, okay? Let's just think of this as a yellow circle right now, right? And this yellow circle, by the way, has a name. His name is Fred. Everybody say, hi, Fred. So now, Fred, you can see uh, Fred here is a circle. Fred is not a square. Fred is a circle. Can we all agree that Fred is a circle? Good. Okay, good. Now, listen. 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 I thought you guys were smarter than that, but I'm not so sure. So here's the deal. Fred is a circle. And if Fred could talk, Fred could, might say, hey, I want you to call me a square. But the fact of the matter is, is that Fred is a circle, no matter what he wants you to call him. What color is Fred? Yellow. Okay, you guys know this. You can, now listen, you can see this because you can see that it's true, and, and so you see that Fred is yellow. But what if you were colorblind? And what if when you see Fred, you looked at it and you actually saw gray? What color is Fred still, even though you see him as gray? Yellow. yellow. See, here's the deal. Fred is an absolute truth. He is a yellow circle that cannot change. No matter what he wants to be called, no matter what you want to call him, no matter what he identifies as, he will always be a yellow circle. Boys and girls, men, women, absolute truth is unchanging facts about this world. And, and I want you guys to understand this. Look at me. You guys are under attack every single day about truth. 
And the world is trying to tell you what truth is and what truth isn't. And it's trying to tell you even that there is no truth. But what we're going to talk about today is that God put into existence absolute truths that are unchanging. Let's go back to the beginning of the book and let's look at this. Go to John 1.1. We're going to go all the way through this book. John 1.1 says this. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Let me read that again, because this is a really, really deep passage. And since y'all are getting older, I think you can handle this in a little bit different way. Listen to this. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Now, the first thing that we need to figure out in this is what in the world is Word? Because that seems to be a central thing there. But before we get to that, I want to focus on something else. Let's start at the very beginning. It says, in the beginning. Man, I feel like I've heard that verse, like some verse that started with that before. Any ideas where that might have been? Where? Yeah, you guys got it. Genesis 1-1. Okay, hold Genesis 1, or hold hold John 1-1. Go to the beginning. Go to Genesis 1-1. I think you're right. I think this is exactly where we got it. Genesis 1.1 says, that's the preface. Oh, it says in the beginning. Wow, you guys are smart. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. So in the beginning, in the beginning, interesting. Interesting. Huh. So here's the deal. So what we read right here in Genesis 1.1 is that in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. In fact, the first two chapters of the Bible give us all this explanation about how God created the world in six literal days. And that's when he put these absolute truths, unchanging truths, into motion. It's when he designed them and created them. That's when God did that. So here's the question, though, that leads from that that I want you to think about. Since God created the world, and if God created the world, who created God? Wow. Interesting, huh? Uh, Have any of you guys ever wrestled with that question? So here's our absolute truth number one. And all week, we're going to go through these different absolute truths. Our first one is this, is that God has always existed. Say that with me. God has always existed existed. Don't turn there, but Isaiah 40, 28 says, have you not known, have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God. Psalm 90 verse 2 says, before the mountains were brought forth, wherever you had formed the earth and the world from everlasting to everlasting, you are God. The word everlasting means that God is forever. He always has been. He always was, he always will be, he is God. God was never created. I know you all go to Christian schools, and so a lot of you are smart, but listen, I talk to students all the time, and this question comes up, whether they're 11 or 45. Like, I'm amazed that people constantly go, but when did, when did God begin? And that's the thing, God never began. Look, look, let me demonstrate this again with Fred, okay? Uh, you, right there, Bakersfield Sound Co. Come here, come here, come here. Hurry, 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 hurry. Sweet, okay, what's your name? Nixon. Nixon? Yeah. Like Nixon? Yeah, like Nixon. Oh, you know what I'm talking about there? Yeah, okay. Good for you, okay, good. Okay, Nixon, uh, here's what I want you to do, okay, with Fred, okay? Fred is a circle, right? Okay, I want you to point on the circle 
Where does Fred begin? Go ahead. Uh, no, no, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't. I mean, he just goes all around. He doesn't have a beginning? Okay, well, that's fine. That's fine. Okay, I'll tell you what. Why don't you point to where Fred ends then? Point to where Fred ends. He doesn't end. He doesn't end? No. Oh. Oh, look, Nixon is a genius. Good job, Nixon. All right, take a seat. Hey, woo! Look. Nixon is smart, okay? In the fall when we did this, the person wasn't as smart as Nixon is, okay? He's got presidential blood in his line, in his blood there. Okay, now listen. Here's the deal. Nixon's right. I, th and listen, if you're a theologian, don't, don't come up here and, and yell at me for like being like somewhat inaccurate. This is just kind of a general idea. Look, God is like this circle. Fred has no beginning and no end, right? There's no point that you, you can point to it. And that's what we need to understand. God was never created. God always has been. God is eternal. God is everlasting. And if that doesn't blow your mind right now, then you, you got problems, okay? This, like, I can't wrap, just try to think back, like, okay, go back to a time and God was there, and then I got to go back further and God was there, and I got to go back further and God was there, and I keep going. God was never created. God always has been. This is crazy to think about. And so our absolute truth, number one, is what? God has always existed. All right, that leads us to our second one, which is this, is that because God is the creator of all things and the author of all things, then that means that God is the creator of and the source of all truth. Number two, God is the creator of and source of all truth. So if we're trying to understand what is truth and where does truth come from, we need to look at the being that is eternal, the being that created it all. God is the creator of and source of all truth. Remember, Genesis 1.1 says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The everlasting God created it. Um, you don't need to turn there, but I'll turn there real quick. Psalm 33, 6-9, it'll be up on the screen, says this. And this is one of my favorite verses about God creating the earth. It says, by the word of the Lord, the heavens were made, and by the breath of his mouth, all their hosts. He gathered the waters of the sea in a heap, and he puts the deeps in storehouses. Let all the earth fear the Lord. Let all the inhabitants of the world stand in awe of him. For he spoke, and it came to be. He commanded, and it stood firm. So what we get from that is that the everlasting God created the world simply by speaking or breathing it into existence. Again, I don't care how old you are, this should be mind-blowing to you to think about the fact that, that this being, God, spoke, breathed the world into existence. Um, when I was a kid, uh, when I was uh, going into high school, so I don't know if any of your churches do this that you go to, but from the eighth grade to the ninth grade, what our church did was they would go and they would uh, kidnap you. I don't know what other word to use. They would, they would, they would, in the morning, on a Saturday morning, they would go and, and, and get us out of bed and take us to the church for like this pancake breakfast, like, you know, welcome to high school ministry. Like it was scary as all get out, right? And so I remember the morning I get taken uh, by our youth pastor and the leaders, and we go to this, uh, and they line us up on stage, like all these new incoming freshmen, and we didn't have time to brush our teeth, take a poop, like nothing, right? And so I know, 
And so they lined us all up, and, and the leaders thought it was a genius move to, like, they would test our hair, whoever had the worst hair got a prize. And then they thought, oh, you know what would be good is let's see who has the worst morning breath. And so this gal, this mom of one of the older students who worked in the ministry, it was her job to go up, and she literally, like, we would go, oh, and she would breathe it. And, you know, she would go, like, oh, not too bad, or, oh, minty, you know, like, whatever. She comes, I, this is a true story. She comes up to me, and she goes, go ahead. And I go, oh, and she goes, and falls down. <laughs> She didn't pass out, but she almost passed out. My breath was so bad that morning. Thank you very much. Okay. Um, yeah, you can clap if you want. I don't know that that's something to clap about. The point is, the point is, my breath does nobody any good, but God's breath creates things. Like, what? Let, let, I got I I to give you a visual for this. You can tell I'm about visuals. Okay, I need, I need somebody to come up here. Um, let's get somebody from the back. I need a back row, a back row. Okay, very back in the glasses. Oh, uh-oh. Did I, did I make a mistake? All right, come up here. Okay, right here, right here. All right, what's your name? Adewale. Adewale, Adewale, awesome. Okay, Adewale, you know what that is? That's a golf ball. That a boy. All right, here we go, hold it for me. Okay, now, uh, hold it up for everybody to see. Okay, Adewale. Uh, perfect, perfect. Okay, so this is what I want you to uh, understand. Now, listen, I'm going to give you a little bit of analogy here. And I, I saw somebody else do this. I'm not going to take credit. This guy, Louis Giglio, it's super rad. So I'm going to try to do him justice so that you guys can kind of get a visual for what it's like for God to speak things into existence. Okay, so Adewale, hold that up. Okay, so this represents the earth. Okay, earth. We all know planet earth. Adewale, can you point on the ball? Like, where are you located right now on the earth? Yeah, that's right. Okay, perfect. Hume Lake, California. Awesome. Okay, now here's the deal. Okay, here's the deal. Okay, so let's say, you can take your finger down, but you're, thank you. I, dude, you, I'm glad you're on it, though. Okay, so let's say that that golf ball represents the earth. Okay, so to understand, God just breathed it into existence. How's my, how's my breath right now? Pretty good. Oh, thank you, man. Thank you. Okay, so God breathed it into existence, the earth. Now, the sun, the sun is 15 feet in diameter. So about, yeah, was that 14 and a half? Okay, good. Okay, so listen, okay, if the earth is the golf ball, the sun is the diameter of from me to Atawale. That big, that's how big the sun is. Listen to this number, 960,000 earths fit into the sun. Science teachers, am I accurate on that one? Okay, good. Woo. Okay. Now listen, okay? So we have the earth. We have the sun, okay? That big. And how did God create the sun? He went, okay, you guys are on with me. Okay, now, here we go. Okay, let's move on because if you think that's big, then check this planet out. This is called Beetlejuice, okay? Beetlejuice. Not the movie, okay, the, this one. Now listen, Beetlejuice is 427 light years away. Okay, you want to know how big it is? Okay, here's the deal. Sun, okay, and Beetlejuice size 
is twice as, you think I'm going to say as big as the sun? No, no, no. Twice as big as the earth's orbit around the sun. Twice as big. Twice as big. So here's how big it is. I, just to give you kind of a visual, okay? If you, if, if the earth was a golf ball, okay? If you had six Empire State Buildings. So if Etiwale put, uh, have you ever been to New York? No. Me neither. So we're, okay. <laughs> Let's keep it that way, right? Yeah, all right. Okay, so if, if, if Atawale was at the Empire State Building and he put the golf ball on the ground, no, don't do it, but if you did, pretend, okay? You put it on the ground and then you stood up and you looked up at the Empire State Building and there were five more Empire State Buildings on top. That's how many golf balls in line would be the size of Beetle, Beetlejuice. 262 trillion Earths. 262 trillioners. And God just breathed it into existence. Oh, people, we are not done yet. We are not done yet. Because if the earth is the size of a golf ball, there's another planet called, not planet, but another star called Musefe. Oh, that's just fun to say. Everybody say it with me. Musefe. Excellent. Like Mufasa, but Musefe. Okay, so listen to this, okay? Musefe is... 3,000 light years away, which I'm not a scientist, but I think that's pretty far away, okay? If you lined up two Golden Gate bridges, which is about six miles long, and the earth was the size of a golf ball, then that would be 2.7 quadrillion earths. <laughs> Hold that up again. 2.7 quadrillion of those make up Musefe, and we're not done. We're not done. Check this one out. The next one is called VY Canis Majoris. Okay? If one golf ball equals the earth, then Canis Majoris is the height of Mount Everest, which means this. Okay, listen to this. Okay, you ready? You ready for this one? Okay. If you put a golf ball on the floor in the entire state of Texas, 22 and a half inches tall, that's, you know, that's how big Canis Majoris is compared to the earth. <laughs> See, you know. All right, let's give Odawale a big hand. Nice job, dude. Take a seat. Little boy, little boy. So, listen, listen, I just, guys and girls, what, what I want you to get out of tonight is, is one, the absolute truth that God has always existed, but also that God, God I, we've been teaching our students at the church uh, this name for God called Adonai, Blake knows, Adonai. And Adonai is a name for God that means that he's the ultimate. He's the king of kings. He's the Lord of lords. And I need you to understand how big God is, that he just spoke things into existence. He spoke the earth, but he spoke all the way to Canis Majerus. He spoke, he breathed it all into existence because he is God. And guys and girls, you are going to go through your life and you're going to question what truth is and where truth comes from. Look at me. You have nowhere else to look 
except for the person that designed and created it all, who breathed it all into existence. God is the source, the creator of, and the source of all truth. Don't you dare look anywhere else. So that's our second absolute truth. And just let me finish with this, our third one. Um, and I think that's super cool, but the last piece that I really want you to understand, go back to John 1.1. 1, 1. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have you help me with this. Go back to John 1.1. 1, 1. And as we're going to read it, Again, it said, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. So we need to go back to ask that question of, well, who exactly or what is the Word? All right? And in fact, um, let's, let's read through verse 5. So in the beginning, John 1, 1 through 5. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was the life, and the life was the light of men, and the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. Raise your hands on this one. Um, what it just, don't give me an answer that you think is right. I want it from here. What did you read is true about the word from verses one through five? What did we learn about whatever the word is here? Yeah. Okay, the word is God. It says, uh, the word was God. The word was with God. The word was, okay, that's good. What else? What, what, what did you guys see? I mean, what did we learn about whatever the word is here? Yeah, go. Um, that, uh, the word is an absolute truth, and nothing Okay, that's cool. I don't know that I see that directly in the text, but yeah, that's cool. What did you guys see, like, right in here? Anything else? Uh, yeah, in the maroon. Okay, uh, there's nothing that was made, uh, not anything that was made uh, without him. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, so we understand about the word that everything was made through him and that, that this word is God, right? The word is God. The word was there in the beginning. The word and nothing was made without the word. Okay, let's keep going because it gets really good. Verse six, uh, I mean, go to verse nine. Go to verse nine. Because we're gonna understand who the word is right now. You ready? The true light, which gives the light to everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to his own, and his own people did not receive him. But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, of the will of man, but of God. And the word became flesh and dwelt among them, and we have seen his glory uh, as the only son from the father, full of grace and truth. Go down to verse 17. For the law was given through Moses, grace and truth came through who? What does it say? Jesus Christ. So you don't have to raise your hand on this one. Who is the word? Jesus, Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. And we just said that the word is God. And that the word was God and that the word was there from the beginning, meaning Jesus is God. Jesus was there from the beginning. So if God has always existed and if God is the source of and creator of all truth, then Jesus is the source of and the creator of all truth. 
And that's our third and last absolute truth of the day is this, is that Jesus existed at the beginning with God in full equality with him. Look at me and let me just finish with this. Guys and girls, this is the other thing that you're going to go through your life and people are going to try to tell you what the truth is about Jesus. And they might debate you and they might tell you other things. Shoot, the Mormons will tell you that he was created. But you know what? It's not what we read right here in John 1, is it? It says that Jesus is God. Jesus is the word and he was with God in the beginning, and he created all things. Boys and girls, Jesus is God. And we are going to spend the rest of our week really focusing on the word, on Jesus, and the part that he plays in building and creating absolute truth that is unchanging, that we can trust, and that we can depend on, and that we can set our lives on. Bow your heads with me, and let's pray. Daddy, tonight... I know we kind of just laid some building blocks, um, but I think it's important for us to just know and remember that you have always been, that you are the eternal God who is the creator of and source of all truth. And as we explore absolute truth, these unchanging truths, I just ask that you would speak to our hearts, that you would open us up to just help us to listen. Like maybe a lot of us have heard a lot of these things in the past, but we're at a new stage in our lives that maybe we can hear it a little bit differently and process it a little bit differently and that it would pierce us to draw us closer to you, that, that we could understand you. And ultimately, um, we thank you for the word. We thank you for sending Jesus Christ as we talk about him more, that he is God. We want to learn to put our faith and trust in, in you and him. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.